0: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Sew Organised Style Podcast, produced by me, Maria Theoharis, or Velo Sews, and Anne Wally, the Pattern Whisperer. A big sponsor shout-out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to Osso.org to check out the online workshops, sew alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Today we start a two part series with Mel of Melrose Couture. When you plan your outfit, do you always include plans for tweaking the fit your project so that you can adjust the shape that way it's perfect on your big day Mel shares some of her sewing experience and you'll also hear how professional she is let's listen in now
1: hi I'm Anne Wally and I'm with Maria Theo Harris and we're talking to Mel from Melrose couture bridal lovely bridal beautiful couture for people who need to get married and want to get married and want to look awesome. Mel, it's so great to see you again. We met when we were doing a lovely classic French jacket with Susan Kakulji, and it was wonderful to meet you and get to know you on a really personal level. And that's why I thought we've got to have Mel on so organized style to let people know about you, how wonderful you are and your business and The amount of calm that you throw into your business for your brides just to keep them on the straight and narrow, focused and make it to the day. So tell us about your business and what you do.
2: Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to chat today. Well, I go through different scenarios for each girl. So when I see a client, we'll chat for a little bit and that gets me to introduce myself and get to know them and they get to know me. And then that way, you know, it's sort of got to mesh a little bit and we've got to kind of like each other a little bit so to move forward because it is a very personal process, having something made for you.
0: From what you've said, that aspect of you getting along and the bride getting along with you, that must make a huge amount of difference to your work.
2: Yeah, I think so because it is one-on-one and I'm creating something that's really unique and special you kind of are in a bit of a relationship and the journey can take anywhere from you know six to 12 months and even longer depending on the style of the dress and the wedding date all those sorts of things
0: so that point where you've said that the experience has to also include you'll get along with the client and the client getting along with you it's almost mm-hmm. being friends you know that's quite an important point to bear in mind isn't it with your business
2: Yeah, it is. And I think going into every meeting, you have to be very open to the client. You know, you don't want to disguise anything from them because that's taking away from the experience from them. So I think, you know, talking with them in that initial meeting, getting to know each other is really important for moving forward through the process of having something made.
0: On that point, do clients then feel that you are part of the wedding and then you end up going to the wedding? That has happened a couple of times, which has been really, really exciting. I had a beautiful bride.
2: I did her dress and the junior bridesmaids and the flower girl. She didn't have any other bridesmaids. And they were so lovely and welcoming that I went to the house to dress a bride. Yeah. before the wedding there was champagne and food and it was a wonderful experience and we all went to the open air area where they had the ceremony they were inviting me back to the reception for tapas and champagne so it was a really really beautiful experience to be able to see that all come together because you're working with these girls for quite a while yeah and it's part of me in that dress too it's, oh yes you know, You you put so much time and dedication into creating such a beautiful piece that just passing it off can be a little sad sometimes. It's a really great experience to be part of the whole thing.
1: That's lovely. So tell us some stories where I think I remember chatting with you in the class and you were talking about a few girls who had gone to other dressmakers and bigger businesses perhaps and they were told they couldn't have the style that they wanted. Tell me about that. It's really sad that I get
2: clients that come back to me and go, you know, I've had this really horrible experience and I'm second guessing myself. So I had a particular client. I was actually a friend of mine who owns a fabric store. You guys know Anna. Anna from Selective Fine Fabrics, she called me up and she said, I have this girl, she's in store, I want you to meet her because she's just had a really bad experience and I know you and what you're going to say to her, so come and meet her. And she told me that she went to a lady who was well-known and she had designs in mind of what she would like to wear and the woman said, oh, you can't wear that, you're not the right shape for that. You can't wear that because you're bigger. And to Mm. me, that kind of just broke my heart a little bit, particularly because she was such a beautiful girl and the style of dress she wanted suited her personality to a T. It was the best dress she could have ever picked. And I said, of course you can wear that. We will make it work and it will suit your shape. To me, that's part of what I do. That's my job is Mm. to take what they are inspired with and create it to suit them you know it's just I'm not making a copy of a dress because that's not what they're asking me to do they're asking me to create that dream they have in their mind and that picture is an inspiration you take that you run with it and then you work with them and you in your styling and the end result was just breathtaking she was the most beautiful bride on the day and
0: I have never seen
2: a happier bride, to be honest.
0: And you did so much to make sure that her happiness was as big as it could have been rather than taking that negative experience and then she wouldn't have felt 100% on the day. Whereas with your help, she was more than 100% on the day.
2: That's, to me, that's one of my number one goals in working First with clients. They need to be happy. And I, and I want to make them happy, if that makes sense. It's, that's part of the driving force behind what I do is making them happy with the process, making them happy with me and most importantly with their gown.
1: Well, Mel, I just think it's devastating that a bride's excited about her day. They go into a business fully expecting to be told, yes, we can make it work for you. And to be given the answer, well, not for you, honey, because you're excluded from that style, which I'm sure they have a lot of experience, but I think sometimes... They don't want to do the work that's involved or they may not be good at it. So instead of saying the truth, which would be, that's not my forte, you need to go and see someone who does a lot of these dresses and they'll make it work for you. Wouldn't that be a better option than just telling someone, no, I'm going to give you something that's going to work for you that I know I can do. That's just terrible to push it onto the bride because a bride doesn't need that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there are instances where there are girls who may choose or fall in love with a style that may not suit them. But it's part of my job to actually walk them through the process of creating something that works for them and they fall in love with it that way. So there are sometimes, you know, you fall in love with the picture and you go, oh, that's what I want to look like on my wedding day. Sometimes that's not going to work for your shape. But it's my job to make you feel like what we're doing is what you want.
1: And sometimes, Mel, isn't it just the vibe of the dress? Like if it's a certain chiffon or silk or the type of fabric that they're actually seeing the movement more Mm -hmm. so than the actual line drawings of a design as well. So you're deciphering what it is about those pictures that they're bringing to you as Mm -hmm. to what part of it is the thing that they're really uh, alluding to
0: Mm,
2: that's why that first meeting with with a bride or any client is really important and they'll bring three or four pictures or however many they want and i go through each one of them and i ask them what is it that you really love about that picture what's the thing that's really exciting you about that and that to me gives me a little bit more insight to where they're really being attracted to whether it's the fabric the color Sometimes it's just the colour, and then I'll go, okay, that's fine, we can do that colour, but let me show you some styles that I think would look beautiful
1: on you. And isn't that really what it's all about? Building the relationship, getting to know a person on that deeper level, and caring enough about that person. And I think that's gold. I think, and that's Absolutely. why. When I met you and I listened to your lovely stories while we were sewing our classic French jacket and trying yeah. our best to keep up with that because that was a big job. Well, I have to say that hearing the stories and understanding the type of person that you were, I thought, my gosh, that is just such a lovely thing to hear. And I don't hear those stories that often so you're really one in a million and I think that's why when I was having a chat with Maria and I'm like oh my gosh we need Mel we need Mel from Melrose Couture to come on and (laughs) talk about what she does because I think brides need to know that there are people who care about them on a different level you know I'm not saying that the other people aren't good or anything like that yeah it's just different people suit different type of situations and that's right. yeah. you can pick people up and put them back on the horse and they can make it they can make it yeah. to the wedding day that's
0: right yeah and I think you hit it on the head from the stories that you heard and from the way you've described it Mel you know your process you actually care about your clients yeah. and I think that's what gets everyone across the line and you build something that makes the day what they've dreamed of and what they want Yeah, what they will yeah. always remember in a positive way
2: I think it's part of my job that girls
0: planning a wedding is really
2: really stressful but they're like working full-time they're trying to live with their partner navigate this whole new field of planning a really big event and it's kind of really something that you know the stress can get to you and I think as part of my job that when they come and see me it's my job to take that stress away from them. So when they come to see me, I'm like, you don't need to stress while you're here. I have this. This is my area. You're set. You can you know, tell me what's going wrong and we'll fix it somehow.
1: Tell me about after the wedding, they've worn the dress, they've had the most magnificent day. Mm-hmm. Do they send you the photos and a little little note to tell you how they felt? Do you get the feedback
2: afterwards? I do sometimes. I mean, some brides, you don't. I mean, I'm really upset. The very first big gown I ever did, it was full pleated ball gown with strapless bodice. And I embroidered every single panel and the hem of that train. And I don't have a single photo. Oh, And I'm devastated because I went, "Oh, she'll send me photos. She didn't send me photos. So I don't have a photo of that beautiful dress. So I take photos in my Good. studio Good. now because of that. But I have some beautiful girls. And, you know, it might take six months because they want me to have the photos from the photographer. Yep. You know, they've got things to do. They're on their honeymoon. They've got to get back into normal life after the wedding. So it can take a little time, but then you'll get a little surprise in your inbox and it'll be all the beautiful pictures from the wedding or a link to their whole album. Some girls send me the, oh, just take what you want. So, oh. yeah,
1: it's really great. And then you know that it's a bit like building a house in a way, isn't it? You get to walk away and you go, that's what I did. That's what I made. Yeah. And then you know that people are going to enjoy it. I think there's the satisfaction of making something and seeing someone in it and knowing that it worked because let's Hmm. face it, we all have that bit where we go, I hope it's going to make them happy at the end of it. You know, you've you're invested in it. You've put the time in. Yeah. But I mean, Being a creative seamstress, if there's a few tweaks, that's always something that you can quickly adjust to suit. I mean, there's always weight loss, weight gain and other things. Mm.
2: Oh, that's happened. That's, you know, that's happened right up until the day before the wedding. You know, you have, you know, little sort of things that you might need to tweak and
1: alter that's not a big deal, really. And I think the way you make dresses, you make sure that that is something that can be done quite easily. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: The, one of the number one things when you're planning the dress, you have to plan the dress before you even start thinking about fabrics and that is the finishings and if there's a last-minute tweak, where would that be, how would we do it, and can we do it and have it perfect in time for the big day?
0: When you're planning, sorry, I'm getting, I'm going to ask a really technical question. Sure. And you're planning where you can tweak it mm-hmm. if the shape changes. Mm-hmm. Can you do that as well when it, it's a full-on lace sparkle
2: number? I have had to take in a fully beaded bodice, and it was a matter of removing either side of the centre back seam mm-hmm. and replacing the zip. And, you know, you work overnight. Some days I don't go to bed because
1: I've got to get it done.
0: Oh such strength but that's dedication because you care again yeah so after you
1: finish the story you know
0: you start
1: you get to know you've done the intro you've got the body where you're putting it all together and then you've got that the end and then Mm -hmm. it's on to the next person it's lovely short-term relationships that are they sound like you really invest your time your thoughts and your love for that person because you would be really, you'd really be loving on these people for a good amount of time and then you meet the next one. So it must suit you, must suit the type of work you like to do with these very complicated relationships because it's, of course, you're seeing them on a regular basis and going through the journey. Mm -hmm. It's very intense and yet, and pressured too. So it seems to roll off your back, Mel. I mean, you are the most unclustered person I've ever met in my life. Is that something that you've been really good at as you've been growing up and sewing more? What makes you tick? How do you do that? I honestly
2: don't know, because I think, I guess from growing up and having a mum who sewed herself, she taught me You kind of learn, you know, things frustrate you. It's not like i never get frustrated at a garment. I do because, you know, you want it to work a particular way, but it just won't do it. But I think I've learned over time that, you know, you just get up, go for a walk. You might need to leave it for a day or so. But that whole time I'm thinking, okay, I have to work out a new way to do it. How am I going to do it? And I think by doing what I do for so long, I've actually being able to take that on board and not get flustered in front of anyone. I can get flustered behind the scenes, but in front of anyone, everything, I I will make it work. That's where I go with it. So was your mum calm? Yeah, I mean, she, there was, you know, challenges and things that some things didn't work, but she just loved it. You know, she was trained as a nurse and before she met my dad and lived with her girlfriends, They'll go out on a Saturday night, but the Saturday morning she go, I've got nothing to wear. So she'd just whip something up to wear out with the girls. You know, she taught herself how to sew and then she taught me and my sisters. I'm the only one that took it on. The planning has a lot to do with not being flustered so much. And I think I've learned that that's really
1: important. So you know your fabric, mm-hmm. you know what can be done with certain fabrics. And have you got any little tricks that you can share with us without revealing too much? What do you think? Always pre-treat your fabrics, (laughs) always
2: pre-treat your fabrics because especially natural fabrics, they're the ones that are going to change after treatment. You know, your polyesters, your nylons, they're really not going to change, but your natural fabrics, cottons, linens, silks, all those sorts of beautiful fabrics, definitely pre-treat and steam your silk before you use it. I have learnt that. I think one of the first silk dresses, I was very young and hadn't worked with silk before and didn't pre-treat it. So the dress actually started shrinking every time I pressed the dress through the fitting process. Oh, no. (laughs) Pre-treat. Very, very big, important tip. Pre-treat your fabric. So have them dry cleaned if you're going to be dry cleaning that garment once it's finished or wash it, hand wash it, those sorts of things however you're going to care for the garment afterwards, mm-hmm. treat that fabric that way before
1: you cut it out. With silks, a lot of people are scared to use silk. And mm-hmm. I, I must admit, I collect a lot of silk over the years and then I thought, why aren't I wearing it? Because it is a lovely fabric to it's wear. It's beautiful. Yeah.
2: yeah. And you're working with it more and more. It's such a beautiful fabric to work with. It can be tricky at times, depending on the silk. Silk chiffons and... They slip and slide. Silks can be really tricky, but I find basting is a really, really good way to work with silks. Basting the seam before you sew it really, really helps. It gives a little bit of structure to where you're sewing and then sewing it with the machine. So that's what I've learned over the years. That's probably a really good trick, especially
1: with chiffon. That can have a mind of its own. And then you don't want to be unpicking it because the more you unpick, you that can't. fabric doesn't that's behave it, That's
2: well. the, the silk, it's, uh, you sew once.
1: Mm. So
2: maybe taking on more couture techniques when you're sewing with silk is probably a good idea. So thread basting your seam lines so you know where you're doing it. Doing a little bit of a fit with the basting in it before you sew it. That yep. way you know it's going to fit. You don't have to let it out anywhere. Majority of the time, my wedding dresses are in my collection are basically mostly silks. You know, there's little tricks. There's some silks that you can press out a little bit of a needle hole, but very fine needle. Mm. Um, So domestic, it would be a 60 when you're working with silk anything bigger than that is really going to show the holes when you're sewing even in the seams once they're sewn you're going to have little
1: marks from the needle and that's not good on the pressure points really is it for silk it no, just the whole. Yeah. yeah i've had this little remnant which was a camouflage silk that i've been wearing and i just put a bit of silk on the back and i thought easy to wear and it's you don't save your silk just for weddings? You can no, need your silk around the house.
2: <laughs> I think a lot of people shouldn't just keep the good things for just an event. You know, if you want to wear a beautiful jacket down to the shops, wear it down to the shops. I mean, what are you saving it for? If you're only going to go to an event once a year, get more wear out of your beautiful clothes, especially if you're spending the time and the money in creating something from these beautiful fabrics. Live in them day to day.
1: Do you know that if you make a silk pillowcase, you don't need to muck around with your hair as much the next day? But who's had time to make a silk pillowcase? I think maybe on this little um, (laughs) staying at home and sew isolation, maybe we should all make a few pillowcases and see how that really works. Maybe we're going to
0: do our hair in the morning. (laughs) Maybe. Put that out as a challenge. On Friday, you'll hear part two of this podcast with Mel of Melrose Couture. This episode of Sew Organised Doll Podcast was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, and Anne Wally, the Pattern Whisperer. Sound by bensound.com Soul Organised Style, spelt with an S, not a Z, is available on our website at SoulOrganizedStyle.com, with all the links to this podcast and more. You can subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox and Libsyn, our podcast platform. Make sure you subscribe and let your friends know to subscribe to our podcast as well. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room tomorrow. Stay safe everyone.